0: It's a Miners Monday episode of Locked On Braves. We're going be talking about J.R. Ritchie and Ambioris Taveras of the Atlanta Braves and their prospects, and what does the future hold for those two guys. Could be a while before we get to see them, but when we do, we might be really excited about these two young studs for the Braves. So let's talk about it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. If you're a fan of the Hawks, make sure you go check out Brad Rowland over at Lockdown Hawks as well after that game tonight. If you watch that one, Big Comeback Against the T-Wolves, so make sure you go check that out over there, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta your team every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. Make sure that you follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Got a lot of off-season content coming your way over there on Braves Today as well as right here on Locked On Braves Podcast. Make sure you follow the podcast on social media at lockedon underscore braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Try to make this as interactive as possible with you as possible if you're new hit that subscribe button on youtube hit the thumbs up button on this video if you're watching there make sure you subscribe to lockdown braves wherever you get your podcast i appreciate all your support if you're an everydayer let me know down in the comment section below and try to get back to shouting all those out who are everydayers and let me know at the top of each episode so please continue to do that and appreciate all your support we got joey me up in here manny matt karcher fernando and jessica thanks so much for joining live here. We'll have some other in throughout the show. Again, I do just about all these off-season episodes live. If you want to join me, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, just about every weekday. So enjoy doing these live with you. On today's episode, we are going to, it is a Miners Monday episode. We we are going to be talking about J.R. Ritchie and Ambioris Tavares. And I'm excited to go back and do all these rewatches or not really rewatches. I'm watching a lot of these for the first time. but watching the replay of these games from the past season. I just don't have the time to really get into the minor league season during the regular season as I got a lot to do with the big league club. So I really look forward to my off seasons to sit down and watch video on these prospects And this past week. I watched J.R. Richie. I was blown away by this guy. I remember last, last off season, everybody kept ranking Owen Murphy ahead of him. And I just... In the back of my head, I thought, I really thought J.R. Richie was the better pitching prospect of the two. And it did not take me long to realize that those inclinations were correct. Now, unfortunately, J.R. Richie only made three starts this year, is going to have Tommy John surgery and be out for all or most of next year. Hopefully, we get him back, but he was impressive. So let's go through it really quickly. J.R. Richie, 35th overall pick in 2022. That was the pick that the Braves got from the Royals in that Drew Waters deal. So that turned in to J.R. Richie. He's 20 years old. He'll turn 21 in June. So still really young. Six feet, six foot two, 185 pounds. Just looking at the frame. And look, I'm not I'm not a scout. Uh, you know, I I can't speak to the mechanics uh of the, the pitcher or anything like that. But when I do watch these guys back on replay, one thing that I look at is just the look. Well, when I'm looking at a pitcher, does that look like a big league pitcher? Does he have a strong, durable frame on the mound? And for J.R. Ritchie, I get that. I get that feel. I talked about Owen Murphy last week. I just – I don't get that with him. Doesn't mean he can't be a good pitcher. But, you know, first impressions, what I see sometimes goes a long way with me and, again, my very non-scouting non-scout, background type of analytics here or evaluation rather – but J.R. Richie looks solid. Six, six two, one eighty-five. Um, you know, it looks like he, you know, has a good presence on the mound, and that's very important. Just nine professional starts for J.R. Richie, a 358 ERA, 1.01 whip, 202 batting average against, just 27 and two thirds innings, eight walks to 39 strikeouts. So we're not talking about a big sample size here when we talk about J.R. Richie, but again what I've seen is just really impressive he made four starts at Augusta this past year I was said it wrong a minute ago I said he made three he made four this year before having Tommy John surgery that ended his season again you know had it in in May I believe um so could potentially be back at the end of next year hopefully that's the case we see him back at the end of 2024 and then he gets kind of the rust knocked off and then comes into 2025 ready to go. But because of the Tommy John surgery, we're you know looking at a possible 2026 t- time frame now with Jr. Ritchie. Still be obviously really young at that point. But again, after watching him, I just I cannot wait to see more of this guy. And, it, you know, as much as I loved going back and watching these starts from him, it just made me sad that we're not going to be able to see him for a while because this was just Really good stuff, and obviously I got a lot more prospects to watch, but right now, you know, without the injury, I probably would have ranked him third in this system behind A.J. smith Shaver and Hurston Waldrop. You know, just what I saw from him in these starts I went back and watched, I I would have him right up there with those guys. Now, they're a tier ahead. I think both of those guys have top of the rotation potential. I still don't quite put JR Richie in that tier, but I, I think he's – right behind those guys in the Braves system so i was really impressed with what i saw it's a fastball that sits 92 94 i saw it get up to 96 at times again you know with the the injury that he had perhaps uh, dialed it back a little bit or that was causing him to dial it back some but even when he was drafted it was more low 90s so that's mostly what i saw from him nothing overpowering but like owen murphy it's a, a pitch that He can command pretty well and throw for strikes when he needs to. So decent fastball, nothing that will blow your rate. I don't have the spin rates on it, so I can't go into detail about that. But again, a a low to to mid-90s fastball that he can command. That is the first thing you want to see when you're evaluating any pitcher. Do they have a solid fastball that they can throw for strikes? And he certainly does. Then you got this slider and curveball combination i kind of put it as a combination because i i sometimes had a hard time telling the difference i mean when you slow it down obviously you can see the curveball's breaking uh, more vertical down and the slider's breaking more horizontal away but the way he used it he would throw it down and away to right-handed hitters and then one would just break off away one would break straight down i mean it was just it was really impressive and I, just what impressed me the most is the command of it. Like I said, every time he threw it, he threw it in that that spot where if you're a righty, it's, you don't know. Is it going to stay on plane as a fastball? Is it going to break away as a slider? Or is it going to fall off the table as the curveball? And it was just really impressive the way he was able to use both of those pitch and tun- pitches and tunnel them with his fastball. It was just amazing stuff to watch. You go and look at my social media account. I have some videos up from Jr. Ritchie that I watched. Unfortunately, you know, for whatever reason, can't show those here on uh, the podcast, but if you want to go check out my social media, you can see those there. It's just really impressive stuff. And then it might mainly through those two pitches against righties, against lefties. And this was the pitch that, that blew me away, and I think I've said that a lot already, but that's how I feel about watching this Jr. Richie video against lefties. He threw a devastating changeup. And I have this on my social media account as well at shortstopball. Go back and check it out and check out the arm side run on this changeup. It is unreal. It is not a changeup that just dives. It is a changeup that has arm side run for days. And I can't tell you how many times I saw him throw that in a two strike count to a lefty and they just swing and miss as it runs off the plate away from them. It was, I was, it was incredible. It was a great, a great pitch that he had. Really, again, was just amazing to see him use it like that. And, again, throw it consistently. And that was the big thing with all of these pitches. It felt like he had great command of all of them. So you're talking about a young kid out of high school, still just 20, has four pitches that he can command, and I'd say at least two of those breaking balls are plus pitches. I'd say the changeup is a plus pitch. And I really think that slider and that curveball are both plus pitches as well. That is an arsenal that can get it done at the big league level. Now, we got to pump the brakes a little bit here. One, he's going to have Tommy John. We don't know what it's going to look like after that. We also have to consider he only has 30 professional or fewer than 30 professional innings under his belt and hasn't faced the stiffest competition. And I feel like the ceiling is probably still a third starter you know, with the stuff because it's not overpowering, but it's still really good stuff. But I like the chances of him hitting that ceiling more than I do Owen Murphy hitting his mid-rotation third starter potential at this point. Of course, we got to see what he looks looks like coming back from Tommy John, but this was one of the more exciting rewatches I've done because I wasn't really sure what to expect. Again, he only made four starts. That last one cut short as he left early with the injury. So, just hadn't seen a lot of Jr. Richie. I knew he had some big strikeout numbers early in the year before he got injured. So, you know, this is one I wasn't expecting too much out of. And when I watched the video, I, again, I'll, I'll use this phrase again, I was just blown away with what I saw from Jr. Richie. So I'm so excited to see him come back and see what he looks like after, you know, Tommy John. Um, but again, if I'm ranking right now and I still got a lot of prospects to, ro- to watch, I think I'd have J.R. Richie number third, number three in the Brave system behind AJ Smith Shaver, and Hurston Waldrop. That's how impressed I was with the stuff from J.R. Richie. Now, next guy we're going to talk about, not nearly as impressive as I was hoping to see uh, you know, in my my watch throughs with him. And that is Ambioris Taveras. Unfortunately, the young kid still struggling a lot at the plate, but there are some signs there is some potential for him to turn things around. We'll discuss him next. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Not only do you got the NFL season going on right now, obviously, Major league baseball. What we're watching is in the World Series. So you got an opportunity to get in on some of that action. This app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So visit fanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season, or it's kicked off it is in full swing. So make sure that you join FanDuel and get in on the NFL action. Get on the World Series action right now going on as well. Take this up three-nothing. In the 8th inning, trying to take a 2-1 lead in that series. Visit FanDuel.com slash PlaySafe as well for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. FanDuel, official partner of NFL. You can continue to listen to the World Series with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All right, moving into our next prospect here on Miners Monday, and that is Ambioris Taveras. This is a guy who signed as an international free agent, uh, you know, for $1.5 million out of the Dominican Republic in 2021. This was the big signing for the Braves as they got back into the international market. And it's a guy that, you know, a lot of people have been excited about it and wanted to see what he could do, but he just hasn't played a lot. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy, or at least last year wasn't able to stay healthy. So we just haven't seen a lot of them since. He, the Braves signed him so this was a big season to him for him uh and the Braves to see what they could do see what he could do what type of player he could be a right-handed shortstop he'll turn 20 in November still very young so this is his you know really first full professional season at 19 he'll turn 20 in November so still a very young player five foot 11 168. he looks he looked bigger than that to me uh when I was watching him but Uh, Again, still a really young kid, so obviously still growing. Only got 17 games at the FCL level in 2022, and that really set him back, like I said, was injured, so didn't get to play full professional ball uh, last year either. But this year, 2023 at Augusta, slashed 216, 319, 337, playing 108 games, so they got him a lot of work, 416 at-bats, 19 doubles, 5 triples seven home runs, 44 walks, 196 strikeouts, 21 stolen bases, 20 caught stealing. So clearly some things to work on there for Tavares. He was taken out um, of the lineup from May 23rd to June 13th as well to get some developmental work as, again, he really struggled out of the gate a little bit better once he came back, but still just a a rough season, uh, mostly all around for Tavares a 41% strikeout rate for Tavares in single A. That's hard to overcome. I'm not giving up on him. Again, he's still young, doesn't have a lot of professional at-bats, but you don't see many hitters have a 41% strikeout rate at single A and eventually turn that around and become a productive big league hitter. You just don't see that very often. But he hasn't seen a lot of professional hitting, like I said, since he's been signed. He didn't get to play much last year, really kind of thrust him into single A this year and obviously uh, was a good bit behind and had struggles catching up to the competition. Three different games, and I've watched i watched more than three games of his this year, but in three of the different games that I did watch, one at the beginning of the season, one in the middle, one at the end, I saw three different batting stances, particularly with his hands. He started the seasons; he had his hands held up above his head And then I saw him again in the middle of the season. He had his hands down, but close to his chest. And then at the end of the season, he had them down, but out kind of like Acuna does. So clearly a a sign of an unfinished product and and a guy who's toying with things at the plate. I'm sure he's getting a lot of instructions, but he is clearly trying to figure things out at the plate and never really got there this season, unfortunately. You can watch it. You can see it in a swing even, even though you know, there's a lot of swing and miss in there. There's pure raw athleticism in this guy. But again, 20 times caught stealing, 41% strikeout rate, You know, screams a kid that's playing above his head at the moment, is not ready for professional competition, and certainly somebody that needs a lot of work. Now, on the defensive side, this is what caught my eye. During the season, you know, every now and then I did catch an Augusta game. And that was something when I watched him play the the actions at, at shortstop looked smooth. Um, You know, I talk about Von Grissom a lot. And when I watch him play, it just doesn't seem smooth. It, seem, it seems more mechanical. Like he's trying to think about the play that he's making with Tavares. I don't get that feeling. It, it seems like it's very smooth. He knows what he's doing uh with the ball even before it gets to him. And it, it's, It's that that originally caught my eye with Tavares. I think he's going to be fine at shortstop. I think he can handle the position. But is he going to be able to hit enough? And that's obviously what is yet to be determined. I said at the beginning of 2023, I'm more concerned with how Tavares finishes than how he starts. And obviously it didn't start great and didn't necessarily finish great either. But in the final two months, which is really a month and a half, 123 at bats. He hit 260. So that's a huge improvement. I mean, if you were to hit 260 and give you double digit home runs and be a good defender, which I think he has the potential to be, I mean, then you got a a legit you know, shortstop prospect on your hands. And he had a high on-base percentage the last two months as well. His on-base percentage rose uh, over 20 points in that last month and a half. So Big improvements there for him. And again, those last two months of the season, hopefully he carries that in to next year. Still was striking out at a 40% clip over that stretch. So That's something that has to be worked on. But again, not a lot of professional at-bats. Knew he would probably struggle, and you'd hope to see progress throughout the year. I think we did to a degree, but clearly still a lot to work on for Tavares before consider him a legit prospect once again i think he's going to fall out of a lot of people's top 10s top 15 possibly even top 20 he's been passed by a lot of other bats in the system ignacio alvarez david mccabe drake baldwin uh you know lucas uh, glad others uh guanipa um there's been a lot of bats that are going to pass him in this this system but i still hold out some hope that he can be you know somewhat decent at the plate in that athleticism you know just carries him to become a solid big leaguer someday. We have to remember he just turned 20, but we need to see him significant improvement in the type of at-bats. You cannot have a 40% strikeout rate again in 2024. We got to see some improvement from 2023 to 2024. Would not be surprised if he goes back to Augusta next year. Again, still will just be 20 years old, play all next year at 20 years old. Would not be surprised at all if he goes Back there, and again, hopefully we see some improvements uh, at the plate. Hopefully, he also goes and plays winter ball um, to get some more at bats. That's just what he needs right now. He needs all the at that he can get. He played 12 games in the Colombian Winter League last year, so hopefully he does that again. So, uh, looking forward to seeing Tavares again in 2024. Again, I think the athleticism is there. I think the instincts and all that are there defensively. Got to figure it out with the with at the plate again multiple watches of him this season and it just felt like he was toying with his his swing all year long hopefully set settled on something can work on it in the offseason you know adjust the approach as well it's something a young hitters all young hitters are going to struggle with or most young hitters are going to struggle with he got evan carter in the world series right now who has one of the best approaches uh that we've seen in the game right now he looks like juan soto up there but most young players are going to struggle at that level so Again, look to see some improvements for him in 2024. Not ready to give up yet, but he definitely is going to drop out of probably my top 20. Um, but I am really excited again to see what he can do and if he can make some improvements next season. So that's this week's Miners Monday. JR Richie Ambioris, Tavares. Hopefully, you enjoyed those breakdowns on those two guys. Be breaking down two players every week for the next couple of months, leading up to my top 10 Braves prospects and at the beginning of the season, likely late January. Early February, when we can get to that, just depending on how many players I'm going to be looking at. All right, next we got some comments, questions from those who are live here in the chat. And you do have some questions? Make su- sure you start submitting those, and I will answer them right after the break. World Series is still underway. It looks like Texas is going to take Game Three of this series. They're currently up 3 to nothing in the bottom of the 8th, so if the Chapman blows this, and the Diamondbacks come back to win, you can thank me for putting the jinx on the Rangers in this, but you want to listen to the World Series, you can do so on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Alright, jumping into some of the questions, comments. Again, if you're here live and you got some questions, make sure you go and send those in. Um, me had asked me what the little ones are dressing up for on Halloween. Uh, we got the oldest going as Sonic. We got uh, the middle one going as Blippy, and hopefully we're done with Blippi after that. Uh, and then the youngest is going as the Pillsbury Doughboy. So looking forward to Halloween. Hope you all have a great, uh, fun and safe Halloween. Let me know what you or your kids are dressing up as. We'd love to know that down in the comment section below. Uh, Joey, me says I was Sonic like 30 years ago. Um, hey to Fernando, Jessica, Gary, Clemens, thanks for joining. Uh, Bojack, I'm doing great. Thanks for joining the stream. Hey to Kevin, Caps. Adam Dowd, still in every day. I love your podcast. Thank you so much, Adam. And here come the Diamondbacks. Got a leadoff double in the eighth here, so we'll see what they can do. Uh, Joe Me says, Murphy is definitely now, but was always considered a more safe bet, high floor prospect than Richie. That's why he was more highly ranked. Richie is filthy, but his mechanics weren't sound. They looked great in my watches, and I get that, but if you you, followed, you know the podcast here the last two years, when I rank prospects, I do it based on what their ceiling can be. And just in my watches of Richie and Murphy, the ceiling for Richie is I'd say they're similar, but again, I just feel better uh, about the fact that with those that secondary stuff that Richie can get there. Kevin Caps, do you think the 2026 Braves have a rotation of Strider, AJ Miss Shaver Waldrup, and Richie? In a perfect world, yeah. I, I certainly think so. I think that might be pushing it. For Richie, you could probably put Murphy in there as your, your four starter, but I would love to see a 2026 rotation of Strider, Max Freed, if they can get him signed, which I don't think will happen, A.J. Smith, Schauber, Waldrop, and then you know Murphy, Richie, something like that. I think those guys certainly have a chance of forming a really strong rotation in the future. All these guys aren't going to hit. Injuries are going to come. We all know that, but I think if you were projecting out, uh, those are certainly four guys, uh, again, along with Murphy. Oh, no, her uh Garcia's leaving the game injured here. That's not good after they already lost Scherzer. Uh, but, yeah, that would be a great you know, great rotation for the Braves if all those guys hit here in the future. Joan French, hey, Jay, glad to catch your podcast live. Still an everyday listener. Thank you so much for that. AG7, feels like Murphy could be a trade candidate this winter with the other high-potential pitchers ranked around him in the system. I, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, I think Murphy's definitely – He's he's somebody I would trade, and I, I'm not trying to act like I'm that low on Murphy. I still think you know he's a safe bet to be in a big league rotation. It's just I don't view him as a frontline guy, um, you know. So if you could get something, I wouldn't just trade him. Um, but yeah, I feel like he could be part of a big piece in a, a big type trade. If you're going to get a a young left fielder with years of control, or you know a veteran starter who's been there done that, I could see including Owen Murphy in that deal. Uh, You know, maybe pair Owen Murphy with Vaughn Grissom. I think that's a really good start to a trade package for the Braves is Geraldo Perdomo gets a single here and the uh, Diamondbacks get on the board. So my jinx is working right now. It's 3-1. to Um, Joe Me, almost glad these guys get the TJ out of the way early. He will miss time, but by the time he is 22-23, he should be peak health and arm stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. And for a while there, it felt like the Braves just kept drafting guys who already had. Tommy John surgery, or you know, they traded for Max Fried while he was coming off Tommy John surgery. It almost seems inevitable for these guys. So, you know, for them to just go ahead and quote on hate to say it, but get it out of the way. Uh, you know, it's almost considered a good thing at this point. What's up, Jeffrey? Thanks for joining. Barracuda. Could he be a Kyle Wright type guy? Not necessarily as 2022, but that rock solid three who can play above that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good comparison you know Kyle writes a guy you know he does have the, the singer more mid-90s but you know had the good breaking stuff coming out of college just he lacked command and I'd say again my show my my watches of J.R. Richie, I thought the command was pretty solid Uh Scotty Bro uh, Brown first time listening live lifetime Braves fan from uh, Idaho uh, appreciate you joining there and uh, watching up in Idaho really appreciate that Joey me uh, Tavares has fallen out of the top 25 on several updated prospect rankings. been an awful year for him. It has been, but again, you know, the guy's been set back, you know, by injuries. This was his first full professional season, still playing at 19. I- I'm not ready to just give up yet, but 41% strikeout rate it is tough to overcome. AG7 off topic, but is Sonny Gray worth the price of the qualifying offer penalty of two picks and $1 million of international bonus pool money? Uh, I'm with Joe yeah. Mee- I- I say no. Um, I'd rather go get some of these other guys, you know, kind of, you know, without the qualifying offer. You know, I mentioned the names, uh, Giolito and, and Flaherty. I wrote about Luis Severino today. I'd rather take a shot at one of those guys hoping that they could kind of bounce back and, and be something. You know, Sonny Gray could be solid. He's also, you know, you're paying you're paying close to 20 million a year for a guy, you know, getting up into his 30s who you know, it's coming off a good season, but can he replicate it? And you're gonna, you know, have the qualifying qualifying offer attached to him. I, I just don't know that that would be the best move for the Braves. Uh, George Smith says Will Smith may get three rings in three years. It would be incredible. Uh, he's the he's a uh, baseball Robert Ory. Um, Barracuda Jake, can our fans dream a little bigger for left field? Only suggestion I see are platoon players. I've said this, you know, a little bit. I think I talked about it on the mailbag episode on Friday. If there's going to be an upgrade in left field, it almost feels like it has to be through trade. I don't, you know, they're not going after Cody Bellinger. Teoscar Hernandez is the next best free agent option out there. I don't think they're going that route. Uh, somebody mentioned Lourdes Guriel. I didn't realize he's a free agent. I mean, that would be solid, but I don't know if that's what you're dreaming on. Um, so you can dream, but it's going to have to be a trade so um i don't you know I, I don't see anybody in the free agent market that the Braves are going to get to that i think is just going to wow you i think if that comes it's going to have to be through a trade lex rollins how do you feel about the coaching training staff at augusta um i'm not sure i, I don't know a lot about the the training staff at augusta honestly um but if anybody else does and knows uh, let me know down in the comment section but just you mentioned the coaching. I know Ron Washington's name's been mentioned, uh, Walt Weiss, Eric Young, have all been mentioned for, uh, as a candidate for the Astros job. So the Braves uh, coaching staff could be getting shooken, shaken up a little bit here, uh, shooken up a little, I don't know, however you want to say that. There could be some changes coming to the Braves coaching staff. Let's say it that way. Jomi, what do you think A.J. smith Shaver's role is next year? Does he start at AAA in the pin or rotation? Also, does will get a shot next year? I think AJ Smith Schauber starts in AAA. I just think there's more work that needs to be done. I know I said the same for Strider before his breakout season last year that he should start in AAA, work on some things and come up. But, you know, the way the Braves handled that was really good starting him in the bullpen. Strider was also, you know, a little bit older, went to college, all of that. I just feel like there's more work that needs to be done with AJ Smith Schauber at the minor league level. So I would start him there. And then, you know, depending on what happens in the rotation, bring him up. Uh, later if need be or you know possibly use them later in the year for in a, a for a bullpen arm again barracuda uh, needs to be big enough to upgrade over eddie at nine million to be worth it yes and that's why you know i talked about eddie last week i just i don't unless you feel like there's a really good shot that you can work a trade i just don't see how you you don't pick up the nine million of eddie rosario eddie rosario because i think the value is too good and just can't guarantee that there's anything else out there. Oh man, Corey Seager. Oh, what a double play. That's brutal. That's brutal. Um, uh, Sorry, a couple more here. Lex Rollins, are the pitching coaches in the minor system able to teach a third pitch? Too many two-pitch pitchers. I mean, for Strider, I feel like that's on him. Um, and I'm not saying on him in a bad way. I'm saying he feels like he can dominate with two pitches. So, uh, the guys that I've profiled so far, Owen Murphy, J.R. Ritchie, they all have more than two pitches. Uh, young Carlos Lara doesn't right now. Um, so, uh, again, you, it's not easy to just pick up a, a pitch like that. I'm sure it's something that they talk about. But, you know, the v- development of that, I would love to see. You know, we talked about Ian Anderson, too. want to see him develop a, another pitch and something he hasn't or hasn't yet been able to really do. Uh, the critical thinker, what do you think of the Braves will do to address the starting pitching in 2024? It all depends on what happens with Charlie Morton, but either way, if Charlie Morton comes back, I think they still need to get another quality middle uh, you know, middle rotation type of arm. So I think they'll get Morton and an arm, or they get two arms in the rotation. BoJack, do you think the Braves will trade for Charlie Blackman? No. Do you think the Braves will sign Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty? I can see them getting one of those, not both of those. I think Jordan Montgomery's price is going to be a little inflated from the postseason. Um, Lee Carter, Jake, the Braves have to spend money to get past 162. I, I don't know. I don't know if I understand that line of thinking, but I will say this: the Rays need to spend money for after 162. The Rays have proven they can win over 162. They need to spend money, and this is what I I kind of hinted at with the Luis Severino idea is that if you get him he's had some injuries in the past you kind of baby him at the start of the season and, and make sure that he's there and ready for the postseason same I don't think this is going to happen but if they traded for a Tyler Glass now a guy that's hasn't been able to stay healthy you baby him through the first half of the season you make sure he's ready for the postseason and I think you know that's the key for the Braves I hate to say it and I hate this is the way that the game's going I don't want to get on a soapbox here at the end but 162 just doesn't matter to a lot of people. It it matters to me, and I still think it's important, but the Braves could win 86 games next year, get into the postseason, and have almost as good of a chance as if they win 104 games or 106 games, win the division. It's, It's get in. How are you playing once you get in? So the moves that the Braves make this offseason, yes, you need depth to get through 162 and make sure you get to the postseason, but... You also have to make moves to make sure that when you get to the postseason, you have the right guys to help you get through it. And again, try to make sure that they're playing good baseball at the right time, like the Rangers and Diamondbacks are, and you can't always control that. So that's probably a deeper podcast for another day, but I'm going to put a bow on it right here. Thanks so much for joining live. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. If you're new, hit that subscribe button, thumbs up button, Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast, and we will. Hey, this is Stacey Gautzullius, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.